it appears national, and this is, hasn't been confirmed by national, it's just one of those it is believed that stories that appeared in the New Zealand Herald. It appears national wants to fine parents of young people who leave school early and don't go into further training or get a job. It's one of the policies understood to be under consideration by the party as part of its social policy review. The way the scheme would work, apparently, is that parents would be fined up to $3,000 if their children leave school before they're 18 and don't go on to further study or work that has an educational element. Sam Hughes is one of the youngest deputy principals in the country, teaching at one of the most under-resourced schools in the country, Tolaga Bay Area School in Gisborne. Driving into a portiki, so I hope for their line is fine. Morena, Sam. Morena, how's it going? Good, thank you, good. How would a policy like this, I mean, which seems absurd to me, but how would it work in an area like yours where there's very little in the way of jobs for the kids yeah. to go to? Um, well, first off, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I've just rolled into a port now, um, which is where I fuck up the team. Uh, so, in terms of what it would mean for a place like here, uh, and as well as all the rest of us on State Highway 35, uh, running through the coast, uh, so we're in one of the most isolated uh, places in the like in the North Island uh, and in like the mainland in mainland New Zealand. So you think about uh, what it's like. Uh, we have the lowest, we have the highest rate of unemployment. We also have the highest rate of uh, school leavers that don't that leave without qualifications. So you imagine what that would do uh, to a already a family like a whanau, uh that is already you know under socioeconomic stress uh, for this sort of. You know, with the sort of outcomes, the social outcomes that we have already, um, they aren't positive. Uh, so this is just a sort of another added, added uh, sort of tax on top of that. Um, yeah, it is, it is quite stressful and distressing to hear that that's a possible mm. uh, policy that can come in. Uh, yeah, Surely I mean, not, us, though. I mean, because where would your kids go? I mean, is university an option for them? Um, I mean, like, so I, I just finished running. Uh, a program with our school. Uh, we brought them up to Tamaki. Uh, we brought them up to Auckland to show them universities. And for uh, the majority of them, that was the first time that they'd ever seen a university, uh, and also the first time that for some of them could see themselves there. Because when you live so far away, um, it is hard to imagine yourself there. If you're, especially if you're going to be the first person you're finding to do that, um, there are the socioeconomic restraints. Like I always put it to people that you know, I'm really lucky. I grew up in Auckland, um, which is not a lucky thing to start with. I don't really enjoy it, but. Um, <laughs> I was lucky because when I went, wanted to go to university, uh, I actually was able to go only because I lived in Auckland. Um, I wanted to go to Otago. That was my preferential like university, but my family couldn't afford it. Um, we wouldn't have been able to manage the financial like you know, undertakings of that. So I went to Auckland because it was close. Now, you imagine someone that has to move, first person in their family to either leave. We live in a rural community of 700. Um, for them to take the step to have to want to go to university uh, is, a, is a massive step. And there are students that do that, and like, I'm always proud of them when they when they make that step. But, yeah, it is a huge undertaking. And a, a policy like this, you know, would be, uh, I'm just very, yeah, as I said, very distressing. Yeah, it, it just sounds absurd. So for one of your kids, first of all, they have to grasp the concept that they belong at a university. And if they're the first in their whānau to even think about it, so yep. they have to get that. Then they have to move to a city or a town, and unless they have whānau in that town or city, they're going to have to pay to stay somewhere. They're going to yes. have to, you know, take up the loan for the books. I mean, 
it's a it's a huge undertaking. So to expect people with few resources to be able to do that sounds absurd. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing is that people need to understand, and like, there's a really big, large misconception about what happens in sort of education um, in rural areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually like for us, we're we're very well resourced on the coast um, because we have everything around us. Uh, we are right next to our awa. We're under our maunga. We sit on the Takiwa, we sit on our whenua, um, our land um, that is, you know, where our ancestors once were. So we have, and we resource extremely well um, in terms of what we have on offer as well. But the big thing is that we can have all these things, and our students will get university entrance. The majority of them will get university entrance. But the massive thing is that where are they going to go? Where are they going to stay? How are you going to, like, all the universities are in, are in central hubs. Um, they're like, you know, halls now, like our halls of residence. Yep. I just found out last week when I was up there, three hundred and eighty-five dollars a week. Now, you know, when you're a univers- when the uh, student allowance is two hundred and forty dollars, mm. you know what? Like, how is that sort of working? That's a kind of like those are some barriers that will affect our students. Yeah, and the outcomes yeah. of whether they can go. Surely, it'd be yeah. better putting that three thousand dollars into children who are you know bright young kids who aren't who aren't going to get a scholarship necessarily, but who want to study and just find it economically unviable to do so? Well, I think so. Like, I mean, for me, I, I, I think a big thing, a big reform that I would like to see uh, around, especially around StudyLink, um, is that you being able to use your StudyLink to uh, approve accommodation. Now, like, that's a big, that's a big one. It's because literally accommodation can be the only factor that will affect success. Which is a really like you know a weird thing to think about, mm. but it is. It's a it's the biggest thing. Like I have had people in my time. I worked at a university, so I went like after going uh, going out teaching, and before my current job, I worked at a university. I had two students living with me mm. after they finished their first year in the halls. Both extremely capable, um, both on massive academic scholarships, but after their first year, the halls. Um, they're not free anymore, and they couldn't afford them, so they both live with me. Mm. So, yeah, it is. There are. It is like very. When you're thinking about these type of things, it is scary um, to think that you know they could be penalising once again the the lowest you know, common denominator. Um, and yeah, it is yeah extremely distressing to hear. How many of your 31 kids that you brought up from Tolaga Bay to um, Auckland now want to go to university? Having seen so, the, the options there, yeah, I mean, from from what thirty one I brought up, thirty one ago, and uh, so, <laughs> um, so that's thirty thirty scholarships that I have to find um, <laughs> for for my kids to make sure that they are well looked after. And that's not to say that like some of them, like and a lot of them, come from beautiful whanau who will try their hardest. But it's it's not even it's not even about a whanau being able to afford university now. It's but having to leave home. It's the cultural shock, it's the things that are going on like at University of Auckland at the moment with uh, oh, yeah. like, you know, well, the white supremacy and, mm. and like to put my kids there who are extremely rural and kōrero Māori anake, like, uh, like uh, some of them are first language Māori, to put them in that sort of environment, it is quite scary. Um, and so it's having that wraparound care and things like that around them as well that can help. But when you, when you are thinking about these type of things, you're punishing, like you're punishing whānau for you know, there might be like a third generation of unemployment and you're continually punishing. It's like, it's a penal system that, you know, you're never going to get anywhere with that. It just seems like a real, not like a nice, 
mm. you know, over gratification of what they consider us to be doing. So, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot see this one flying. Three thousand dollars finding people, you know, who who don't send their kids on to further education or into work. It, you know, fine if you're living in Auckland Central or Wellington Central, but yeah, yeah it is. It is. It's like one of these things that it's you. Know, they make these pol- they make the policies for people that are around like, when, what, what you can see, but then like not everywhere is not everywhere is an urban hub where it has all the thing, it has everything provided to you. I mean, I grew up in Auckland, um, born and raised, and so for me, like to leave, I know what I know what things they miss out on. Mm. The other thing is that. We don't get any visits from any of the universities, so like we don't, no one comes down to see us. We're off the radar for everyone, um, so you only know what you can see, and you only know what you're, they're told. And like if, if I if I'm not there, like you know, like our principal's amazing, and she like they've provided opportunities for our kura and other kura around, but you know other schools aren't as lucky. Mm. Um, and I, I do I do worry I do worry for our family that are out there. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. That's all right. Well, <laughs> and I'll finally know that university is a place for everyone. And like, you know, if you're Māori, young, Māori, Pacific, you know, whatever type of person that you are, university is for you. Um, I mean, it was for me. I and I made the most of it, and we still go. We're still going hard. And I, you know, I'm lucky that I had people around me, like you, like yourself, and other people um, that supported me. And if anyone ever needs any help, I'm always there. Look me up. I'll come and support you in what you're doing. Thanks so much, Sam. Sam Hughes, fabulous young man. I met him, gosh, must be 10, 11 years ago. Uh, I was emceeing the First Foundation, which is a wonderful initiative that supports bright kids, all kids, it doesn't matter you know, what your ethnicity is, uh, from Decile 1 and 2 schools and supports them through university with a tutor, part-time job in the holidays. So the big corporations like Spark and ADHBs and things like that look out for them and mentor them and um, get them through university because it is a, a shock to the system when you're the first in the family to come. And it's amazing the work that they do. And uh, Sam was one of them, one of the bright young ones from there and made an enormous success. Came up and had a look around the radio station 11 odd years ago and sort of stayed in touch since because he's doing some great things. 0800 80 10 80 is the number to call.